Noi mai, haere mai, kia tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here. Kia mau tono mai koutou katoa coming up on the programme. New Zealand children face a perfect storm of dangerous diseases as immunisation rates drop quite dramatically. What do you need to know about this important issue? Is it fair that you get less money on New Zealand Super if you're married than someone who's single and sharing accommodation? So if you're married, it's $817 a fortnight before tax versus $990 for a person sharing with someone who is not their spouse or partner. Fair? Text me, 2101. Continuing the corridor on bullying today, many personal experiences have come through for the last couple of days. We look at some solutions this afternoon. And there's been a huge increase in mortgage debt over the, uh, among the over-65s. We discussed that. And if we get time, plain courtesy. What is the etiquette if you get the middle seat? You can get in touch. Text me, 2101. Email the panel at rnz.co.nz. And by the way, you can listen to the panel free on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcast. you can head to rnz.co.nz forward slash the panel or the daily episodes there. With me today, Heather Roy, former ACT MP, Cabinet Minister, now Professional Director and Business Consultant with TalkPoint. Heather Roy, welcome to the panel. Kia ora, Wallace. Also, Gary Morner, he's a former mayor of Christchurch, bar owner, and just a declaration here, Gary's chairing the campaign team for David Meats, who's standing for mayor of Christchurch, Gary Kiora. Tenakwe. Lovely to have you both on. We had Nelson-based Levity Beat, a musician who makes almost all his instruments out of junk on the panel the other day, won quite a few awards with his unusual instruments, and an ex-Auckland handyman turned West Coast farmer inventor got in touch and said, hey, I can do one better. I rely on used junk to make equipment, tools and gifts. Then he sent me a list, an incredible array of homemade contraptions such as a solar-powered rainwater outdoor bath with wood-fired hot water cylinder. With us is Stu McKellar Bassett from Hokitika. He was with us on the panel. Kia ora, Stu. Good day, Wallace. How are you? Good, good. Why do you make instead of buy? Well, it's a necessity, really. Um, when I came down here, uh, I had all the intentions of uh, starting a small lifestyle permaculture block, and then with COVID setting in um, and an injury that I received, um, I was unable to work, and so I still wanted to go ahead with my plan, but I didn't have the means to just um, buy the equipment, so I started looking around for alternative ways of getting things done, really. It's an amazing array, but don't you have your your Bunnings or your Mitre 10, your warehouse, that type of thing, you can just go and buy this stuff. <laughs> yes, we've got a great little Mitre 10 in Hokitika, which is... Um, just uh, translocated and opened up. It's one of our first um, brand stores in Hokitika. But um, as I and? said, you know, I didn't have the money. I just no. didn't have the. And also, they have a fairly rem- limited stock of what they keep. So they keep a nice variety of everyday stuff. But a lot of the things that I'm making are quite specific and uh, require uh, a little bit more uh, than just your average everyday stuff. And what an amazing list it is. Here's a couple. Towable lambing shelters that double as equipment sheds uh, out of lambing season. Amazing, Stu. Yeah, that's just uh, trying to uh, get as much out of um, whatever you're doing as possible. So 
um, you know, if they uh, are towable, and I've made them towable so I can pull them as either my tractor um, or my quad bike if they're smaller ones, um, they can house, um, you know, firewood in the winter. And then as we use the firewood up in spring comes, they double up as lamb shelters. <laughs> and when we're finished with them, um, perhaps we'll stick um, a mower or something else underneath it just to shelter it while we, uh, you know, still trying to um, build other uh, permanent sheds on the farm. So they, we're trying to get as much as we can out of whatever recycled materials that we're using. And it just keeps on coming. A dog kennel from a 200-litre plastic drum. You've got your kindling maker. <laughs> uh, Heather Roy, this is, uh, isn't it a cliche, um, number eight wire stuff, but really this is it. It is amazing. One man's rubbish and all of that. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's great to be able to um, do these things. It's the ultimate in recycling. Look, I've got a friend who um, goes to transfer stations looking for old wooden furniture that people have thrown away. Oh. Often there's nothing wrong with it, and he turns it into um, really lovely wooden giftware. So, um, you know, charcuterie boards and um, um, chopping boards and the like. And it's, it's great to be able to do those things. And um, they've still got a lot of life left in them. That's, that's beautiful, mm. yeah, absolutely. Gary? Well, I remember it was Ernest Rutherford, I think, who said in New Zealand we didn't have enough money so we had to use our brains. Mm. And, and I think um, I have a son-in-law, uh, Greg May, who's um, phenomenal at this. He grew up on a farm and there's absolutely nothing he, can, he can't fix. Or if he can't fix it, it's unfixable. And um, I, I've been a lifetime member of the Vintage Car Club and it's oh. full of people... Who do just that? Oh, you they know make... about this, Gary? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, a un, I don't know what the word is, um, petrol head that feels guilty about it and sits at environmental meetings thinking, if only I could give them up. <laughs> well, you can, you can, you can get in touch with Stu here. He might be able to turn your car into a, an electric car. You put a battery in it, there, <laughs> Gary. Well, do you know? Twenty-five years ago, I, I built a vintage special. And I built it at the time where I thought at some stage I'll turn this into an electric car and so it's got a great big plug on it so oh, I can yeah, unplug it. And um, I, I do see me driving my car before I die as an electric vehicle. Oh, good on you, Gary. Um, to, the, to, the, to the, I guess, not serious, more serious side of this, uh, Stu, but um, I'm looking here, your list of what you can make, and I'm thinking what can I make or reuse? Not a darn thing. Not a darn no. thing. <laughs> Just totally that's embarrassed. That's not really true. Everybody can do it. Um, oh, no, 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 no. I can't. I can't do anything. I can't. There's no <laughs> such thing as can't. There's <laughs> no such thing as can't. Uh, I'm with you on that, Gary. Okay. What was that? But no, it is, I'm with it, you on that. Yeah. You can Heather? just marvel at the um, <laughs> at the majesty of people who can do these things. And I think some people are better suited to it than others. Exactly. You mm. see, I can. In my student days, when I was a student in Dunedin, uh, I used to be able to darn socks. So I, I did have a needle set mm. that was given to me. And I used to stay up at night having my Milo and darning my socks. And every now and then my undies. Um, but, <laughs> uh, true story. Uh, nothing more outrageous happened in my university days but this is next level stew wider question is you think that this sort of stuff should be taught at school yeah i do really actually um you know the region that we live in on the west coast is often thought of as the poor brother of some of the other regions and it's not really that so much as that we're just so far away from everywhere everything that comes here has to come over um a mountain pass so it obviously costs more 
and um, and that's a restriction for a lot of people, the cost of things here. So, um, you know, there's already a lot of resources that we've got um, just lying around. They're just there, but they, they've either broken down or they've become redundant in one way or another. And, um, you know, we're a rural community uh, and a mining community, so um, there's a lot of people that have, it starts with, the, you know, with an interest. If you're interested in, in um, doing something um, and you can't afford to buy the gear, you could always have a go at making the gear. And really, um, there's YouTube and there's um, AliExpress and Trade Me and these sort of places where you can pick up the odd bits and pieces and get them sent to you. Um, but the beautiful thing about the handyman or the reinvention of stuff and the repurposing is that, um, you know, really, honestly, anybody can do it. It's just okay. a question of whether you've got the skills or not on the tools. And, and that really is um, something that you, can, that you can change. You're an inspiration, Stu. Thanks for being with us. That's Stu uh, McKellar-Bassett from Hokutika who... Uh, reuses, makes things. Someone says here, my ex was a genius. He made a log splitter, a log fryer from a double-skinned metal cylinder. Uh, and a lot of uh, texts coming through uh, wondering, uh, asking, is it fair that you get less money on New Zealand Super if you're married than someone who's single and sharing accommodation? Not fair. Do I eat less and require fewer of the other necessities of life just because I'm married? Thanks for your company, your texts, your emails. It's time for I've been thinking. I will start with Gary, actually, because uh, Heather's got a lovely, a bit of a spark of joy this afternoon. <laughs> we'll get the serious one uh, off first. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to be mind. the set. No, no, Gary. This is, a, this is a good one. Kia ora. I'm becoming more uh, depressed about this government. They, they have an agenda, regardless of what the community Says and I was thinking about that when I listened on national radio this morning to people objecting to the Oranga Tamariki uh, bill, and the government's just not listening. And I have to say, removing the children's commissioner is just nuts. But one of the things that's been taking my time in the last year and a bit is three waters legislation, as it has with many others. There are 87,000 submissions on this. And next week I get five minutes in front of half the select committee to make my submission. But the worst thing is that Christchurch City Council gets ten minutes and the government's taking $5.8 billion worth of our assets off us. And the Office of the Auditor General, which is a pretty cautious conservative lot, has in their submission this week say there's, with the new proposed structure there's no possibility of public scrutiny, there's poor opportunities for proper audit, poorly defined responsibility and no link to the proper planning being done by territorial lot, local remind, authorities. Let's remind ourselves of the underlying issues. Nearly half of the waterways in your city are in a poor condition. Let's remind ourselves what Three Waters is all about. Making water drinkable, usable, good infrastructure. Gary Moore. That's um, correct. Yeah. However, when... Um, the, a lot of a lot of the issues with um, the the rivers of of cities is the runoff from uh, brakes off cars, um, heavy metals in the in the rivers, and in many parts of uh, Christchurch, the rivers have had extensive, um, like the Avon, is flowing beautifully through the middle of the city, mm, and it hasn't and always so, been that way, has it? No, it hasn't, mm. and it hasn't, and. But my basic argument okay. is a centralised structure will not cl- fix that, and it's got the potential long term to be privatised. Okay. So I'm not against Mana Fenner, I'm not against any of that sure, stuff. Gary. I'm just saying 
This needs to stop. You don't agree with it. All right, 10 minutes in front of the half, uh, and 10 minutes in front of the select committee could be a lot bit longer, I suppose. Uh, Heather Roy, I've been thinking. Yeah, thank you. I'm usually the one doing the serious uh, issue, and I yeah. agree with Gary. It would be great to explore that in more detail. Yep. But I've been thinking, or it's more I've been doing, actually, helping organise my parents' um, diamond wedding anniversary, which is at the end of this month. And firstly, I've been thinking, isn't it a marvellous feat to be have been married for 60 years? That's really quite something. Yeah. And secondly, in preparing the photos and the stories for the festivities it's really amazing to um, find out things about your parents, especially Mm. about the early days of their marriage that you just had no idea about and my parents have got this lovely story well it's actually a a, a bit of a sad story in some ways Um, in their first time they had no running water and they had, I'm the oldest child, they had me and my mother was pregnant with my next brother. And so dad every morning, he worked at the local garage, would take the trailer to work, fill up a tank of water and take it home each night. And he put a bit, in, a bit extra in every day so that he could have Sunday off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this oh. day and age, we just, we, we wouldn't tolerate that, would we? But in those days, 1962, they were married. Um, they just got on and, and dealt with these things as best they could. So, you know, it'll be a lovely celebration. That is a beautiful message, Heather. And mm. happy birthday to your mum and dad. <laughs> uh, diamond wedding anniversary, married for 60 years. Who else can top that? Text me, 2101. Gary Moore, Heather Roy with me this afternoon. Stay with us, 4pm to 5 right here.